Hey there and welcome back my awesome friends. It's your buddy Dan Thomas. We're warming up on the range for another round. So grab your clubs and tee off with me because today we're not just sticking our noses in the textbooks and snoozing in classrooms. Oh no, we're teeing off for something much cooler. Webb's Depth of Knowledge, also known as DOK. Now you might be scratching your head wondering what's the deal with DOK? Well hold on to your golf caps folks because DOK just isn't your run-of-the-mill boring acronym it's like finding a hole-in-one in education. Picture it like a dazzling gem on the green, each facet shining with brain power, challenges, and epic learning quests. So whether you're a seasoned pro on the educational fairway, a curious rookie eager to learn, or someone who just loves teeing it up for a new challenge, well, let's get pumped, because we're about to tee off and uncover the secrets and drive our brains to the next hole with some seriously cool thinking. Hey there, tech-savvy golf enthusiasts, and welcome to the Tech Ed Clubhouse, where we blend the educational and the golf-tastic, all while navigating the ever-changing world around us. I'm your host, Dan Thomas, your trusty caddy into the quirky intersection of ed tech and the unpredictable world of golf. Imagine a place where we demystify STEM education while laughing at our not-so-perfect golf swings, all in a backdrop of recent events that have reshaped our world. Whether you're a teacher adapting to the digital age or just trying to figure out how to stop hitting that ball into the water hazard in a world that's equally unpredictable, the Tech Ed Clubhouse is for you. We'll explore the tech that's changing education and the humor that helps us cope with life's curveballs, both on and off the course. So pull up a chair, grab a virtual cup of coffee or your favorite golf beverage and join us in the Tech Ed Clubhouse. Here you'll find some enlightening conversations, entertaining anecdotes, and a sense of community, even if your golf handicap defies explanation. So let's get started on this journey. Join us for today's episode. All right, so let's break down this DOK thing, shall we? So picture this. We're back in the late 1900s. This guy by the name of Norman Webb, the brainiac behind this whole thing, came up with this framework. His goal? Sort out all the academic stuff based on how tricky it is. But here's the really cool part. DOK isn't just about how hard something is. It's about how deep you got to dive into your head. Just like in golf, 
where 90% of the game is mental, think of DOK like climbing a ladder with four different steps. Each step takes you a little higher into your brain power, from simple memory stuff to really wrapping your head around things. And why does this matter? Well, because nowadays it's not enough just to memorize facts. Today's game is all about understanding concepts and putting them to work in the real world. Let's head to the first tee to find out exactly what DOK is. Now let's really get into the nuts and bolts of what DOK is. So if you're new to DOK or you just need a refresher, we're going to take a look at the four levels. Level one is some recall and reproduction. Level two is skills and concepts. Level three is strategic thinking. And level four is extended thinking. So let's go a little deeper into level one, recall and reproduction. Think of this as the beginner swing. Here we're all about recalling facts or basic skills. We're talking about remembering stuff like details, dates, uh, math facts, things like that. Simple recall and response. Very low-level blooms type stuff here. Picture you're filling in the blanks. You're maybe resetting some math facts. Explaining how a simple machine works. It's basically getting the basics down pat. In golf, this would be something like doing your setup, what your grip is like, alignment, things like that. Trying to get the very basics done because you can't build on anything. You can't get better without a strong foundation. And that's where we move on now into level two, where we talk about some skills and concepts. So now we're going to up our game a little bit. Now we're gone from the practice green or the driving range, and we're going to take our game out on the golf course. So here, students, we're not just recalling facts, skills, dates, whatever it is, but we're applying some multiple concepts. We're making inferences. We're summarizing, estimating, organizing. Imagine making diary entries creating a graphic organizer, or developing a survey or some questions. It's about using what you've learned. So this would be taking your simple machines activity and maybe making a uh, mousetrap car out of it or something along those lines. So maybe our golf analogy for this would be some applying some different swing techniques in different scenarios. Maybe I want to hit a draw or a fade. Or understanding how the terrain, the slope, the wind, the weather affects things. Okay, so we got that pretty good now. And now we want to up it a little bit more. So we're going to take it into some strategic thinking, which is level three. All right, now we're really getting into the swing of things. This is where students start thinking strategically. It's like planning the next shot on the golf course. They're exploring questions with more than one possible answer, taking in some real world problems. Think literacy critiques, analyzing complex graphs, or debating a topic. It's all about flexing those mental muscles and diving deep. So some examples that we would use maybe in the classroom would be uh, some type of literary response to a character study in an essay. 
uh, developing a plan on how to build a bridge or how to conduct a science experiment and following through with it. Maybe it's multi-step problems in the math class. So as we take it out on the golf course, that could be something like, what does our course management strategy look like? What club am I going to use based on distance or weather conditions? So there's all kinds of things that play in here. And as we take it to the fourth level, our extended thinking level, this is the hole-in-one for depth of knowledge. We're talking some serious golfing and learning here. At this level, students aren't just thinking. They're integrating higher-order processes, reflecting on their game, and, ref and adjusting their strategies. It's like playing a whole round of golf where you'd need to adapt to different conditions and challenges. Imagine researching and writing reports. Maybe designing a video game or creating a multimedia project. It's about going above and beyond. It's about pushing some boundaries. It's about mastering the learning. So some things we might look at here is conducting some research or connecting some concepts across domains. Something like taking those math skills, those science skills you're learning and applying them in a tech ed class. Maybe it's the entire band or orchestra playing together on one piece of music so that everything coalesces and comes together. So as we take it to our golf course analogy, how would that be? That would be designing a training regimen. How am I going to work out? How am I going to plan my course? What does my season look like uh, tournament after tournament, round after round? Uh, and adjusting what I'm doing based on that data. So those are the four levels of our depth of knowledge. So now that we got kind of the basics of what DOK is, and I haven't really gone into too much in depth on this because you need to maybe look at some of this stuff for yourself. But let's, how do I look at implementing some of this stuff in the classroom? So I want to design some learning activities and, and assessments that require my students to engage at different cognitive levels. I want, the, I want to challenge them. I want more than just regurgitation and studying for the test. So the first thing I need to do is understand the four levels. So we've already looked at the four levels of DOK, recall and reproduction, level two of skills and concept, level three where we involve some strategic thinking, and uh, level four where we extend that thinking and see what we can create. We need to understand what kind of cognitive engagement each level requires. Step two, we need to align some activities with each of these levels. And you don't have to all be level four. There's a ton of level one activities that would be great for this. So we want to design some activities and incorporate all of these different levels. There's one little acronym that I like to play with. It's called ABC and CBV. And this means activity before content and content before vocabulary. So vocabulary is a level one DOK. And I want to do an activity with my students before we get into a level one DOK of vocabulary terminology. And why do I want to do that? I do that so that the kids might have something to anchor this concept to. Because for a lot of these kids, these terminologies and concepts and ideas are new to them. 
because they've never experienced them. So my activity that I start the class with, maybe it's a hook, maybe it's a bell ring or whatever it is, uh, I want them to experience some of the terms, some of the definitions, some of the basic facts that I need to, concepts that I need to get across to them before I overtly, explicitly tell them what they are. So we get that done and then we can apply these. So now we have an experience. Now we have some terminology and we're talking all on the same page so we all know what everything means. And now we can apply these skills, these terms, these words to solve some problems, which is a DOK too. And then once we get some of these basic problems where we're kicking it up a notch or two, we can analyze something. We can take our project that we completed and we can look at it and say, what went good? Well, what didn't go so well? What did I learn? What didn't I learn? This is where maybe you pull in a KWL chart. What do I know? What do I know? want to know? What do I learn? Type of thing here. And then finally, we create this open-ended PBL type project for level four where they're synthesizing a whole bunch of different stuff. I love, love, love to try to bring in the core academics into my STEM class because this is the time where we get to use it. We have that age-old question from parents, from students, uh, and other people that are, when am I ever going to use this? You know, one of the things, as a little side note, one of the things I hate when I see these in social media is, Man, I'm sure glad I learned about parallelograms. They really helped me during this tax season. You know, sometimes it's more about the concepts and the ideas and the practices than it is about the parallelograms. But that's for another podcast for another day. So now we've got some activities that we've done. How do we assess these? So we need to use our DOK levels to guide assessment. We need to ensure that our assessment requires students to demonstrate their understanding at appropriate levels. Maybe there's going to be some define what velocity is type of questions. Maybe it's things like um, a multiple choice test. That, and that could be a DOK one or two. Maybe we want to have them write some feedback or have an open-ended question where they might need to assess a DOK three or four, where they're they're getting some strategic thinking in. Uh, they're pulling in some outside sources. I know for a while there that New York State did some document-based questions for social studies and for ELA, where the kids had to pull in some outside information to it and, and synthesize some things together. Uh, number four in our step would be differentiate our instruction based on some DOK levels. We have the opportunity now with the advent of AI to ease, make it easier to differentiate some instruction and to provide some more support for activities that require some higher DOK levels and challenge our advanced learners with tasks that require some, some more thinking beyond what they're doing. It's easier now that we can do this because we can plop our lesson, our activity, into a chat GPT or a magic school or something like that and say, hey, can you differentiate this up and down for a student that is below grade level or a student that is above grade level 
and it takes 20 seconds, maybe a minute to de- generate this, where before you're kind of doing the cookie cutter activity where everybody's trying to get the same thing, and that's just not going to work. So AI, for another podcast, great tool to throw in there. And then lastly, we're going to reflect and adjust. We need to look at ourselves regularly and how effective and look at these effectiveness of these activities and assessments we're doing. I ask myself that all the time. I ask myself, what am I getting out of this? What is the purpose of this? And then I need to make necessary adjustments. And sometimes that might mean in the middle of an activity, you might just have to throw a plot twist in there. Hey, it's not working today. What can we do to change this to make it more effective for the kids? I've been as guilty as the next guy of trying to make sure that something I've planned out and I darn it, I'm going to get it done and I'm just going to keep going with it. But that's not what we need for our kids and the kids ultimately lose out. Because at the end of the day, our kids are not coming to school to watch us work. That's just the nature of the beast, even though we think that that's what they want to do. So we need to use the reflection tools that at our disposable to figure out what's working for our kids and what's not. Remember, the goal of using DOK in the classroom is not to move all learning to DOK or three or four, because that's just not feasible. That's not right. It's not necessary. Instead, we need to ensure that we're balancing cognitive demands across the all four levels, providing students with a well-rounded learning experience that prepares them for real world. Some problem solving, some critical thinking, some creativity, and some collaboration. Now, I've always been a proponent of the fact that golf is a great metaphor for life. The game of golf is a great metaphor for what happens in the school classroom. Sometimes in golf, you hit a great shot and you get a bad result. Sometimes in golf, you hit a terrible shot and you're six inches from the flag or it goes in. You see those, all you got to do is turn on ESPN and you'll see those all over the place. So my correlation with depth of knowledge in golf kind of gets into a little bit of that. There's some cognitive rigor in golf, just like in the classroom. Golf requires some strategic thinking, just like in the classroom. It requires some adaptation and change. It mirrors the higher level DOK. While golfers need to plan their shots and their course management, a lot of things go into planning. What's the course look like? What's the weather? Other golfers, current strengths and weaknesses. Just like in the classroom, teachers must plan content that is engaging and relevant for our students. Teachers must know the conditions of the classroom. In either case, strategic thinking is important for success. And these both hit the DOK3 level. Additionally, both golf and the classroom are full of unexpected challenges. This is where the problem-solving aspect and the extended learning comes into the DOK. Whether there be a, a tough lie or a series of problems to solve in a classroom, the ability to analyze these problems and identify potential so- solutions is the higher-level DOK. In conclusion, the principles of golf can provide valuable insight for educators. By incorporating strategic thinking, problem-solving, and adaptation into their teaching strategies and classroom activities, Teachers can promote higher-level cognitive engagement, mirroring depth-of-knowledge framework. 
This not only enhances student learning experiences, but also prepares them for the complexities of the real world. So let's take a look at some performance analysis in golf and in education. First, we have the data-driven decisions. That's coming all, it's all over the place in, this, in the class. In the educational setting, teachers use various forms of assessment like quizzes, tests, projects, and presentations to measure student understanding. These assessments provide data about each student's knowledge and skills. Teachers analyze this data to identify areas where students are excelling or where they might need some additional support. Think of some things like IXL or iReady or whatever the AIS type tools are that you might have. And then we get into the feedback loop. Feedback, I believe, is critical. It's great. It's an exciting part of the learning process. Teachers need to provide feedback on students' work, more than just a number. Helping the kids understand what they did well and where they can improve. This feedback helps students then reflect on their performance and hopefully make necessary adjustments to their learning strategies, which then leads to some goal setting and progress tracking. We want students to set some academic goals, such as improving their grades or mastering a particular concept. Teachers help students track their progress toward these goals, motiv providing motivation and a clear path forward. Finally, and this is kind of really important in the performance analysis, is the adaptation and continuous learning. Learning is dynamic. Students must adapt their study strategies based on feedback and their ever-evolving understanding of the subject. We want to foster lifelong learning. We don't want it to end because sometimes our kids think that that 100 means they're done learning. So how does this relate to golf? Let's set this stage up a little bit here to get a better understanding. In golf, we use statistics, just like in any other sport, like driving distance, accuracy, putting averages to understand their performance. The analogy I like to use, too, for my kids is a batting average. A good batting average is 300. That means that one out of every three to four times that that multi-million dollar professional athlete comes to the plate, they are successful. The other two times, they fail. And that's kind of a big concept to understand for our kids. They need to understand that. As far as the feedback loop, golfers receive feedback from coaches and their own observations. What did the ball do? What did my swing feel like? And where they need to improve. The third part, the goal setting, golfers set goals. They want to reduce their handicap. They want to break par. They want to break 80. They want to break 90. They want to break 100, whatever it is. And they track some progress. That's why you keep score. That's why there's the handicap system. And then they ad adapt and continuously learn. Golf is such a dynamic sport that it requires players to continually adapt their strategies based on performance and changing conditions. The commitment to continuous learning and adaptation is a key success, not only in golf, but in life. In conclusion, performance analysis in both education and golf involves a cycle of setting goals, gathering and analyzing data, receiving and implementing feedback, and adapting strategies for continuous improvement. This fosters a growth mindset and promotes lifelong learning in both domains. 
So I want to leave you guys here at the end with a tech tool. So a tech tool for addressing depth of knowledge in a broad array of classroom settings, a tool that stands out is Kahoot. Now Kahoot's been around for a while and a lot of teachers use it. It's a game-based learning platform that encourages engagement and enhances learning through quizzes, discussions, and surveys. Here's a little bit how Kahoot could help promote DOK across some various levels. So in level one, you can create some Kahoots for students that require them to recall some facts, some terms, and some basic concepts addressing a level one. And with the instant immediate feedback, it helps reinforce factual knowledge and correct some misunderstandings on the spot. Kicking it up to a level two, <clears throat> we can do some application in new contexts. So Kahoot can be used to create scenarios where students apply learned skills to new situations such as problem solving with applied concepts. So the discussion feature enables teachers to facilitate deeper understanding through guided questions and peer interaction. For a level three strategic thinking activity, Kahoot survey mode allows for this collection of opinions or strategies from students on complex issues, promoting thinking and reasoning. Case studies and real world scenarios are where teachers can use Kahoot's based on case studies requiring students to use evidence and reasoning to make decisions and solve problems. To extend these into a DOK4, we throw some pro project-based learning support. Kahoot can be integrated into PBL, where students engage in extended inv inv investigations. Quizzes can be used to track progress and assess understanding at different stages and encourage some reflection on learning and their cross-curricular. Teachers can create cahoots that require students to connect knowledge across different subjects or disciplines, fostering some extended thinking and comprehensive understanding. Some additional benefits of Kahoot are engagement and motivation. It's game-based. It increases some student engagement, motivation, and makes learning fun and competitive. It's accessible and flexible. It's on various devices and platforms, making it easier to integrate into any classroom it also supports remote learning. With the built-in analytics and reporting, Kahoot provides teachers with detailed reports on student performance, enabling targeted intervention and personalized learning plans. By leveraging Kahoot, educators can effectively address four levels of DOK, making it a versatile tool for enhancing learning outcomes in most classrooms. Its ability to adapt to different teaching strategies and curriculum requirements further solidifies its utility as a beneficial ed tech tool for promoting DOK. As we wrap up today's insightful journey through the realm of DOK and education, correlating its invaluable principles with the strategic game of golf and exploring how ed tech tools like Kahoot can bridge the gap between theoretical knowledge and practical application, we invite you to carry forward the torch of curiosity and innovation into your classroom your fields of interest in your lives. So here's a call to action for you. Number one, I want you to reflect on today's insights. Take a moment to consider how layers of DOK unfold in your own classroom. Whether you're on the golf course, in the classroom, or facing strategic game of life itself. How can you apply deeper levels of thinking to overcome challenges, enhance learning, or refine your skills? Number two, I want you to engage with some ed tech. 
Dive into the world of educational technology. Start with Kahoot or any other tool that resonates with your teaching and learning style. Explore its features, experiment with its capabilities, and discover how it can transform engagement and understanding in your educational space. Share your journey to, a, to an audience. As you implement these strategies, share, share stories of success and challenges. Connect with us on social media, leave a comment on this podcast, or send us an email. Your insights could light the way for others navigating their paths through education and personal growth. Number four, commit to some continuous learning. You need to embrace and model the mindset of a lifelong learner. Whether it's mastering a new aspect of golf, exploring an innovative teaching method, or adopting a new technology, commit to expanding your horizons and deepening your understanding. Number five, join our community. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, join a community of educators, learners, and thinkers, and stay updated with the latest trends. Together, let's harness the power of DOK, apply the strategic intricacies of golf to our learning process, and explore the vast potentials of EdTech tools to create enriching, engaging, and effective educational experiences. Until next time, keep aiming for the greens of growth and the fairways of innovation. Thanks for listening, and here's to elevating education. One swing, one click, one thought at a time. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Tech Ed Clubhouse podcast. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and engaging. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and give us a like. Your support means the world to us and it helps us reach more educators and tech enthusiasts just like you. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for links to resources, tools, and any reference materials we mentioned today. There's a goldmine of information waiting for you there. Perfect for diving deeper into today's topic. And if you think this episode could benefit your friends or colleagues, please share it out with them. Spreading knowledge is what the Tech Ed community is all about. Stay curious, stay inspired, and we'll see you next time on the Tech Ed Clubhouse podcast. Until then, keep innovating and transforming the world of educational technology and go for your goals on the green.